Hey everyone, welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast, where we dive into the people, stories, and iconic moments that have helped make sneakers a global phenomenon. If you've ever told someone that you like their kicks, then you're in the right place. Before we lace up this episode, here's a little teaser for you. Stick around to the end of each episode for the last shot question. It's a chance to test your sneaker knowledge and engage with our community. I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com slash newsletter for a weekly deep dive into the biggest topics in the sneaker business. All right, now that the business is taken care of, grab your favorite pair of kicks and let's get started with the episode. Georgian trying to shake off Starks. Oh, what a move! What up, what up, what up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Sneaker History Podcast. He's Mike. I'm Robbie. It took us two tries to get that right, but I hope everybody's having a good time. How you doing, man? Man, I'm doing good. Just tired, uh, you know, utilizing that, uh, that Sneaker History Run Club and just knocked down three miles. I need to be better about posting to that because I'm such a mess after I run. That the last thing I'm thinking about is, you know, snack, you know, snapping a pic. Is that what people used to say? Taking a selfie? Is oh, no, I don't take a selfie. I look like someone just shot me if I <laughs> do it. <laughs> Looks like someone just put you in a tub of water and pulled you up. <laughs> yeah, I was like, nah, nah, nah. We just gonna go ahead and uh, I, I take a picture of the uh, the run itself, like on the little Nike app. Like, hey, I did this today, guys. We need to get you some new shoes, though, because if you're still running Zoom flies after all this time. Dude, I got over 50 miles on them right now, and that's not counting stuff I never tracked. So this is like 50 track miles. So it might be time for a new pair. You know you're always looking at steals. You're looking at all these shoes on StockX and go and pretty much anywhere you can look. Oh, but yeah. don't forget, there's less than $50 good runners out there. You can find a good pair of runners. Oh, yeah. There's a Pegasus 36 I'm kind of eyeing right now. I can't remember where it was. It was either, might have been SNS or it was somewhere, and it was like 60 bucks. So, really, it might happen. <laughs> you got to, man. It's a good shoe. Oh, yeah. I've been using the Ons nonstop. And it's funny because I said I would never wear them, and now all I run in are on. But what, here's, here's what's crazy about brand power. And most of our episodes going to be about Nike. No, no big surprise, but the power of brand recognition. So on has their clothing, let's say a men's short, a running technical short, they're like 80 bucks or 60 bucks, which is a lot of money for a pair of shorts, right? Yeah. But Nike sells shorts for freaking, you know, you can very easily get up to like the $75, $80, $100 gym short from them. And you don't really think that hard about it because it's Nike. Isn't that wild? It is, but you know what? I, I guess you're it, it is crazy, but I will never buy like shorts so expensive. All my Nike running shorts I get, I definitely go to outlet. I'm like, hey, y'all got, you know, is it twenty percent off the already on sale? Cool, now I'll buy them for like thirty bucks because yeah, like you get the tech flea stuff. I mean, it's so hard to justify a pair of, you know, sixty plus dollar shorts. It is. On's been taking really good care of me though, so I feel like I need to go buy the shorts because I feel like a buster running with like, you know, you, you know, you don't ever feel as right as you should when you have a pair of like, you know, when, when, you're, when you're not gear specific, when you're not on brand, so to say. <laughs> oh man, I'm so off brand when I run. I, today I had, you know, the Zoom flies on with the pair of Adidas socks. Uh, was it Nike shorts and an under on my shirt? I look like I jumped in a lost and found bin. Who, I mean, to our listeners out there, are you still playing the heavy sides where it's like, you know, you'll fight somebody for wearing Adidas shorts? <laughs> Let us know because when it comes to like getting a fit off, I, I definitely don't mix and match. Oh, when no. it comes yeah. to him, it, it's whatever. It's, it's whatever's clean. I hate doing laundry. Yeah, dude. Like I'm a hobo in a gym. I'm cool with that. But, you know, if I'm going somewhere – I like to keep it brand specific. Unless it's no-show socks, then it's all better off. Right, man. It's it's whatever. It's whatever is easy. So yeah. let us know, listeners. 
And speaking of our listeners, we've had so many people leave reviews to be very specific, 100 reviews. We finally hit the 100 review mark. So that's awesome. I wonder how fast we can get to 200. But thank you, thank you, thank you to all 100 people who took the time to go onto Apple Podcasts and do that for us. Yeah, y'all are awesome. Appreciate that, especially everybody being stuck at home. We appreciate y'all still listening. Exactly. So we're a couple behind. So in our uh, third to the most recent or fourth to the most recent, um, we'll call it number 96. Um, it's the homie Dallas. He actually works at Index Portland out here. If you're looking to buy shoes right now, um, stay off the StockX. Go buy from Index. Go buy from local places. Ooh. But um, that's a very you know clean and simple review. Great podcast and always have fun listening to. I mean, that's what we do it for. So if you're not having fun, don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we, we appreciate each and every listener on whatever you're hearing us on right now. Um, we're, we're non-discriminant when it comes to listening. But if you could take the time to go to the Apple Podcasts and leave a review, it would be killer. Yeah. If you write us a good enough review, we'll actually just do a live podcast over your phone. So we'll just call you and just talk. It's cool. That'd be dope. <laughs> uh, so we spoke a little bit about running shoes. You're in some old ass Nikes we need to replace. I'm in the various on running shoes. Um, I, I, th- I think we'll skip what we've been rocking outside of that because it's not like we're really oh, trying right. to. Other than <laughs> we're, both, um, we're both recent acquirees of some Olympic air more up tempos. Yes. I got to shout out to my, to my guys over at active athlete for, uh, you know, let me know when they were going to drop. So appreciate it. Glad we su- can support the store. You always got to support where you can. So, um, speaking of support, we're going to jump right in. This is our first real episode of May. So we're going to go over some, you know, some May releases. Um, for the most part, it's Jordan brand. Um, outside of the LeBrons that drop this Saturday, which I hope nobody buys, so I can talk <laughs> two per. That's the that's the shit, man. I haven't been so hyped for. I mean, so I've been super stoked on every LeBron retro. Don't get that twisted, but like this, the the hype for LeBron shoe hasn't been like this since like the Kith joints, maybe. Yeah. The, 15s and well, the LeBron watch did have a lot of fanfare to it, and a lot of people enjoy those. Um, so those are super dope, and uh, those those got some attention. But this uh, media day Laker esque LeBron 7 retro is just the sauce. Am I right? Oh, yeah. And to go on your point about the like LeBron just being like, man, we're just really hyped up for him. So LeBron watch was we're hyped up and we didn't know what was coming. This one, we've been sitting there watching it, like, oh, it's on the sneakers app. Can't wait to this day. Like, I haven't seen that one of LeBron for a long time. And that and, is uh, it's cool. And I, I know we've talked about PEs in the past. And, you know, it's always a special moment when we get to wear what feels exclusive, you know, because we saw LeBron wear it back in October, when I you know September, whenever media day was. Yeah. It feels like 10 years ago. <laughs> but um, we get our hands on that after, you know, seeing on every sneaker blog, ourselves included. And being like, damn, those are those are heat. And finally, getting the opportunity to buy a pair is is something really cool. Um, speaking of opportunities, I think you know the biggest release so far in May has got to be those Jordan Fives, which I see very competitively priced. Yeah, both on StockX and on board, and places like you know Index has pairs, and pretty much a, a lot of the retail shops are selling them for about fifty bucks over retail. Mm-hmm. But um, in like the two weeks since the release, I think we've seen four different restocks, at least you know, three to four different restocks of them already. Yeah. Um, it could just be, I mean, this is me just taking shots in the dark here, but it could be because a lot of stores aren't open. They had enough back stock to just go ahead and just keep restocking them online. That's my thought. Um, but the same to be, can be said about the DMP sixes. As soon as they came out, I swear I've seen, you know, I think four to five restocks at just various stores now. And, same as the the Fire Red Fives, they're pretty competitively priced everywhere. They're not too much above retail. It's typically between thirty and fifty bucks over retail right now. I know I can't be the only person, and I'm sure you agree, Mike. 
that you always hear about those restocks, like 45 minutes, an hour 15. It could even be six minutes, you know, whatever arbitrary number it is. You always just miss them. But it's cool to see that they're happening. Yeah. I mean, uh, finish line restocked the DMP6 on the second week of episodes of The Last Dance. So I guess, yeah, episodes three and four. Had my phone in my hand, got the notification. And as soon as I clicked on the app, please wait in line. We ha- we just dropped a hot shoe and we were busier than normal. I'm like, but I clicked it as soon as you gave it to me. But I, but I was here. <laughs> I was here first. <laughs> It's like ordering a hot dog at a hot dog stand and everybody else getting food other than you. It's like, yeah, man. Yeah. Um, but I guess it just wasn't meant to be. So, I mean, I'm cool with it. I wasn't really, I love, I love both shoes, but I really wasn't, I don't know, wasn't heartbroken not to get you the one just yet. Speaking of food, Jordan brand's been eaten <laughs> and with like some, some new models. So it's like this, this, this Delta SP that released, um, we're recording on Thursday night. So released this morning, but um, it's the second or third colorway now. I think it's the second that's second dropped. The Fashetta tan, and it is clean. That's a good-looking shoe, man. I, I like to see that shoe keep releasing over and over and over again. Well, like, it's supposed to be floating around for a while, so they're, they're dropping them a little bit at a time. Like the first colorway, that uh, sale color was only on the sneakers app, and it sold out. This one's going to be a wider release, and there's a black pair coming out soon. So I think it's building up to be something, and – I want to kind of bide my time. I know it sounds kind of silly, but I think they're going to, this one's going to, it has traction. It's going to sell well, I think, if if it, the first one's an indication. But I think they're going to be able to sit on sale, man. I mean, me and you always, always talk about that. Can we wait to find it on sale? I mean, this in a good way, but it reminds me of like a, a Puma, like technical casual shoe, like a technical looking casual shoe. And um, Jordan Brand really nailed that. It has like a flavor of something more sporty, mm-hmm. but it's still very approachable. Um, and then we have, you know, four different, five, excuse me, um, five different releases of Jordan 4s. Um, we got orange, we got purple, we got um, green, we got red. Um, I said purple twice, but that's cool. I'm about to say- <laughs> Two purple ones. <laughs> but, um, those are allegedly going to be more difficult to get than was expected. Am I right? Yeah, that's what I've been hearing. I've kind of, you know, nothing else to do, but I've just kind of been keeping my ear to the to the ground on those. I really like the metallic pack of the, the ones, and when I saw these pop up, I'm like, yeah, this is a, is a must. Um, but I've been hearing that this might be a little bit more difficult than we are thinking. Um, hopefully that's not the case. And there's also a rumor I heard. I mean, take it for what it is, a rumor. This might be just regionalized, regionalized per color. So, you know, maybe only parts of the world are getting this color, you know, so on and so forth. And certain stores are getting this. So I'm not too sure. We're, I mean, clearly it's a wait and see for everybody. But I think the purple may be the easiest to get, which is still going to be hard from, again, what I heard. That shit makes me so happy. I like when shoes get regional releases i can only really think of the jordan 19 off the top of my head easy oh yeah duh. well there's so many of those now <laughs> they all look alike anyway it's fine well now that makes me so happy and those are they're really good looking shoes they're super basic which i think is more and more the style mm-hmm. uh, just a little butthurt because I was really hoping these would sit on Nike.com so I could have a friend buy them for me. <laughs> Somewhere to buy them off like their swoosh account for me. Yeah, but, um, you know, you can't have everything. And that's okay. Now, speaking of just the need of wanting to have everything, we round the month out with the Flint 13, a shoe that has had me going back and forth more than running laps. It's like... I love it. Like looking at the shoe, I, I've always loved that Flint 13. I think 2010 was the last retro of them. Yeah, correct. Um, and it was it 2010 and 98? There really wasn't one in, in that middle area. Uh, correctly. Or is it, there was not one in 04? No, I think you might be right. I can't remember. I think it was only the third retro. And I mean, it's such a good looking shoe. The gray with the blue just looks, I'm making the chef. Um, but I just know I don't like wearing 13s. I've said this a million times. 
I'm going to buy them. They're going to sit dead stocks. I normally let GR Jordan sit for a couple months. Um, I'm going to pull them out. I'm going to wear them one time and be like, all right, this was fun and probably get rid of them. <laughs> See, I haven't owned the 13 yet. I really want them. And I'm looking like, man, I'm probably going to end up pulling the trigger on them. And see, I'm, I'm the opposite. I get it. I'm, I'm aware, but clearly, I'm going to wear it to like the mailbox and then back because I'm still not going anywhere. <laughs> Stay home. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's just any 13 owner knows what the toe box ends up looking like after not that much wear, and I've fallen victim to that too. Um, it's just I don't know, man. Like I think more and more, I don't like wearing high tops outside of worth with this a high top or is it a three-fourths it's yeah, it's kind of both like the lateral sides of mid the uh the medial sides of high yeah i mean i, I would i'd say it's a high since they're the low version of it let's just yeah. say that there's an, an opposite to every to everything mm-hmm. in life. but it you know it's just i don't like wearing like especially in the summertime like i i, I don't like wearing high socks anymore with high tops like that's not my steez anymore so it's it's tougher <laughs> you want no hot ankles huh life's really tough right like will <laughs> i will i not buy these flint 13s um <laughs> well but, there's also a dunk coming out you got the brazil dunk that is uh coming out on the 21st so next friday next thursday one of those two days it's a pack of three so they're gonna come out i think once a month or once every couple weeks now um, yeah they're Two releasing in June. Yeah, the Brazil's up first, and it's a nice color. I mean, I like to get in color the Baylor colorway, but other than that, I probably wouldn't wear it that much because green and yellow aren't just colors you just wear all the time. It pops so hard, though. It does. It's nice. I mean, I say that now, and then we'll talk, you know, two weeks from now, and I bought it. Um, I prefer if you didn't, because I'm gonna need you to enter sneakers raffles for me. Try <laughs> every one. I mean, like all these new dunks they're releasing, I haven't gotten one of them just because I, I keep striking out. And I think right. paying three hundred, four hundred, five hundred bucks for a dunk is stupid. Dude, they went up. Like the resale on like the plums and biotechs, they were sitting and the Kentuckys and Syracuse. They're all kind of leveled off about between two fifty, two seventy five. They're all in the threes now. Like, people apparently became like rich over the last couple of months and just, just like buying shoes like crazy. Did we become best friends? Cause you read my mind. I was <laughs> um, Cause I want to say for two weeks straight, I was looking on StockX at both the Syracuse and Kentucky's, but I just don't want to support StockX. Like, so I, I didn't buy them. Yeah. But now I look at it and it's like, God damn it. I can't even, and the second one of those shoes pop up again at a store that I like, I'm going to buy them. I don't care for three fifty. I'll, I'll give the money to somebody I appreciate. But with, I think two. I think we talked. We talked about it in the past episode. Two facilities closed down now. I'm not trusting half-assing when no, it comes. I'm not to from stock. <laughs> I mean, I'll give them money and I get my shoes in October. I'm not not about that life. I mean, it's just something I really don't trust that much to begin with. And then when you add breakdowns in the chain, the, their internal chain of how yeah. they work, it's it's definitely a no-go for me. No. Um, now, no. that kind of segues us beautifully to our main topic of the day. Um, I'm sure everybody listening has seen pictures of those god-awful 7-Eleven dunks and the better-looking Ben & Jerry dunks that look like um what's it supposed to look like cowboy it's the, uh, like a chunky monkey container i made it up probably but i thought it was, was supposed to like represent that particular container i've you know ben and jerry's super hyped man i think that shit's overhyped i've never i never had it like i've never had a urge to i live in texas i got bluebell bluebell's fire mm-hmm. but i'd rather have talento you know that gelato stuff Mm, yeah, 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 I know what you're talking about. We have Tillamook too, though. So regional ice cream is always better. But moral of the story is that there's some themed dunks coming out. Um, the 7-Eleven isn't really – I still think those are faked, and it's just the longest troll that we've ever seen on Earth. <laughs> I, I just don't believe that's a real shoe. I don't see why you would do a 7-Eleven collab, whatever. But – 
it got us thinking about SB dunks of years gone that had really, really good inspiration or storytelling. Um, there's a lot of ways you, you can break that down. The way I formulated this list was thinking of whether it's like a direct correlation, like the Ben and Jerry's, it looks like some pint because Mike and I don't eat Ben and Jerry's some pint on earth. It looks like it, <laughs> um, you know, you could even go and think of something much more closer, like the Oompa Loompa dunk, right? It doesn't say Oompa Loompa on it, but we all know what it is. It's, it's the Oompa Loompa dunk. Um, th- that's kind of where I, I thought themed was going Halloween, Fourth uh, of July, Valentine's Day. Um, I consider holidays like that also a theme. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't particularly going for a person. I took it more as like an inanimate object or a fictitious character. If that makes sense. So like a collab, yeah. um, like uh, a Reese Forbes, for example. Like that's that's a collab. Like I get it's it's inspired by denim and it is denim and everything, but. But I can't. I don't look at it and say, "Oh, that's Reese Forbes." Like I know what you mean. Exactly. Yeah. So let's just start off with a really good. I like to call it a softball. This softball of an example, um, the Day of the Dead dunks mm. from 2006. Um, those SBs, man, we've seen it on the Kyrie Four. Um, I'm pretty sure we've seen it on other shoes. Uh, Air Force Ones. They yep. had a uh, Air Force One, um, but nothing quite did it better than the original dunk from 06, man. That's just, that's a shoe now that is just skyrocketed so hard. But to go into the, you know, Halloween season without being Halloween, a little bit ethnic, you know, holiday to it. I just think, right, how do I phrase that? Uh, uh, well, what are you looking for? I don't know what you're trying to say. I don't mean that with a hair of negativity. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was hilarious, but that's just me. You know what I mean? Like, there's been Fourth of July dunks that are color blocked with red, white, yeah. blue. Super obvious. Yeah. Day Dead dunk. It, it's obvious, but it's just it's understated too. Yeah, I mean, because with a Day to Dead dunk, I think that's one. You could actually wear not need to be Halloween, unlike the previous well, last year, the Halloween dunk they had, the Night of Mischief. You can't wear that one and it's not Halloween. It just so I, I like that one. I, I like that's a good choice. What's one you have? Man, one I have, I guess a, I, I throw a softball myself here. This is kind of a, a cheat because it's, it's a two pack, but this is a Space Jam in 2011, the low, and then a Concord in 2013, also a low. I mean, it is it clearly is, is based on those two Jordan 11s. And it was crazy. Even back then, you know, dunks were still still kind of popular 2011, 2013, but definitely on a downturn. But because of that exact resemblance to those two Jordan 11s, she sold out instantly. They didn't age well because that patent leather just gets gross. But a fresh pair looks so good. I remember distinctly the Space Jam and that thing. I mean, like you said, dunks weren't cool for a while. And those things just put a little spark in it. Man, Uh, They didn't release as a pack together to to, to make that distinction. But I mean, it's the same vein. Um, You can include the the various J packs. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's been Royal, there's been up, there's almost an uppercase. There's been high (laughs) top, there's been low top. Um, You know, you could even throw the Supreme elephant print from 2002 in there. That's directly inspired by the Jordan three. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure not, not pretty sure. I know for a fact there was a Jordan three inspired dunk that wasn't SB. Um, they had like a little like yellowed midsole to it, it had elephant print kind of looked like a fat low, a fat Jordan one low. Yeah, but it's a, I think um, I know what you're talking about. Real, real deep cut there, but there's been a lot of instances where Jordan brand has inspired Nike SB. And I said this a million times, but there wouldn't be sneaker culture without Michael Jordan. So it's just, it's almost like low hanging fruit to use, you know, a popular bread colorway or even with the Air Max 90, they did a, you know, a bread Air Max 90 and that was super, you know, coveted and hyped. But without MJ, we wouldn't have, 
any of these other, we wouldn't have any of these collabs if it wasn't for Michael Jordan making shoes cool as hell. Yep. He's a catalyst. Does everything, man. I mean, so another easy one, and it's definitely a catalyst, more specifically to SB, the Tiffany dunk from 05, you know. Good, 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 good. I mean, if you've never bought a girl anything, you don't know that the Tiffany box <laughs> is the micro baby blue with the silver. But I'll let you talk about it. That, that's just, that's the shoe. Yeah, I mean, if you don't know anything about SB Dunks, you know the Tiffany Dunk. And it's crazy. Like, you say that they hit it right in the head. You can be walking down the street and someone's going to know, oh, I know that color. Even if they don't know the shoe itself, they're like, oh, it's a Tiffany color. That particular aqua color has just been like patented as that that store's color and still coveted. I mean, even I missed that on the, the highs when they came out. So this one of the ones I every time I see Nick pull out, I'm like, bro, I wish you wore size 10. I'd, I'd buy them. I'll just give you all the shoes I have for <laughs> Give you every shoe for that one. Every pair. one of them. Just take them. <laughs> and you can't forget the little, you know, crocodile texture. There's just everything about those, the high and the low were just perfect. And Got to keep in mind, we're going to talk about shoes here where there has been a re-release or a reimagining where it's a high top or was a low top, you know, that kind of stuff. So we won't get too in the weeds with that. But um, people forget that the other cornerstone of SB and sneaker collecting culture, um, the pigeon dunk, you know, cool. You think the pigeon, it's a double entendre. So it's like, yeah, that pigeon means Jeff Staple pigeon, but it's also like, Pigeon being the unofficial street animal of New York. Yep. So, <laughs> the street creature. <laughs> They're in a constant power struggle with rats for <laughs> New York. So secret but, war going on. Secret war. Yeah, Team Iron Man versus Team Cat. <laughs> That's a whole other thing. That's like invasion. It's like scrolls, right? Yeah, secret war scrolls, yeah. Yeah, whole other thing. I'm a, man, take my geek card away from me. Hey, no, you, you circle back around. You got it. It's okay. But, man, those are just, ugh. I mean, we've all seen the magazine headlines, but when it comes to storytelling, Jeff Staple is a master craft storyteller. And, you know, I may not wear Staple Pigeon, but all of his collections have his special touch to it. And those shoes, along with the Panda Dunks, Mm-hmm. Just have just the right amount of Jeff essence to it. Such good issues. Um, yeah, that was just a clean one. Um, next on my list is one of the the newer dunks. This was during the time where dunks were not popular at all. And I swore, I think you probably could have got these on sale. You could have got them probably at a Marshall's if you got lucky. But the dunk low crawfish. Now, me being from the South, I mean, springtime, summertime, we are always breaking out the crawfish pot, doing a little crawfish boil, and they did these, like, spectacular, like, the red, the yellow, the insole, having the newspaper that you put down to put the crawfish shells on. I mean, talk about theme done right, and it was just at a time where nobody wanted dunks like that, and I slapped myself for uh, not buying them. I slapped myself twice. I bought them for, like... I want to say sub $60. I know it's dude. Easy. And then I sold them like two years later or maybe a year later um, without the original box. So they're on the hash wall. I think I sold them for what I paid for like 60, 70 bucks. 300 now. And I fucked up on that one. I mean, <laughs> like that's me. <laughs> I sold a lot of SB dunks when I moved to Portland in 2015. And that was the worst time to sell SB Dunks. I lost. It's funny. I didn't lose it because I never had it. But when I look at what's selling now, it's like, you mother. God. At the time, you're like, I just need to liquidate. Man, I didn't have the space. I didn't have the money to move. Yeah. And, um, I'll keep referencing Soul Supremacy. They're saying is life's greater than shoes. So mm-hmm. it's like, hey, man, these got to go. I mean, it's funny because I also sold stuff like the Yeezy foams, like both colorways, the, the pink foams, um, crimson foams, and those. I got good money for those at that time. <laughs> you had all the foams. 
Man, I used to, I mean, I, I don't own one pair of foam posits now and it feels weird, but shout out to Wale. He made me love foam posits, man. It wasn't Penny Hardaway. It was Wale. Dude, the Nike boot song itself in what, 2012? No, 2008? 07. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still in my Nike boots, but no, I've, I missed out on so much money in my life from selling Kobe's too early, which knowing he died, I wouldn't have sold them periods. I wouldn't have made the money now, mm-hmm. but um, timing's very important. Um, speaking of another shoe you could have gotten for super cheap. And I know this for a damn fact is the 2016 chicken and waffle. Oh. <laughs> I had to put it on here. Um, dunk SB dunk high, mm-hmm. had a, um, a syrup looking swoosh, obviously waffle print going through it. Dope insole. Um, nobody wanted those things, man. I'm sh- I'm pretty sure they're still not very cool. But when it comes to an inspired shoe, what's more literal than that pair? Dude, they hit you in the nose with it. It's perfect. My actually, my little brother uh, bought those. He's out in the, he's out in the Bay Area right now, um, and uh, yeah, I think he, I don't think he got them for expensive either. I think he got them off a hash wall at like a Nike outlet out there. Dude, they are so. Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Mm, they're so tacky that they're good. It's funny because, um, you know, those came out when? 2016. So four years later, they're so tacky they're good. But four years later, they were just tacky. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and then also compared to what we're looking at this Ben and Jerry's, I'm like, oh, I would much rather wear a waffle shoe than this, I don't know, Frankenstein-looking thing, I guess. <laughs> There's been a lot of just, you know, out there freaking shoes. And I, I mean, um, I said this, like, what's more literal than that chicken and waffle? We're going to get to more literal shoes on this list. Um, but it just kind of goes to show that SB Dunks really do cover cover every spectrum from, like, having the logo of the collaborator or the inspirer um, to just being purely speculative through a nickname years later, um, you know, they can go any way and this when it's done right you can see a shoe like the iron man dunk or mm-hmm. the spider-man sb mid mm-hmm. or uh, i'm pretty sure there's been a batman one yep. um, there's a batman mid too um the hulk there was a hulk um dunk high one of the ogs i want to say 2003 2004 um there's a dunk pair um purple avengers aren't like the avenger avengers um, but it's a weird cousin, but they're still good looking shoe. Yeah, right. <laughs> like none of those shoes say the names of the superhero, but they're just done so well that the inspiration's obvious. It's like good art, right? You don't have to tell anybody, "Hey, these are good." You just look at them and you're just like, "Oh, this is good." Mm-hmm. I think that's the truth. Shoot, and speaking of that, speaking of one just done well, like storytelling and everything. The 2015 release of the Dunklo Dorothy. I, again, this is one of those other ones. There's actually three dunks I saw in the Marshalls and I didn't buy because I was heavy LeBron, heavy Kobe buying stage. And it was the crawfish, the Dorothy's, and then the premiere, the, uh, what is the salmon ladders? Saw them all in the Marshalls, never bought them. I'll save them my money for other stuff. But the Dorothy was so cool because the toe box started off black. So, you know, Wizard of Oz starts off black and white, then it fades into the actual color of the, like, blue dress with the red uh, sock liner because of the red shoes because the movie goes to Technicolor. I mean, that's literal storytelling right there. Like, if you know Wizard of Oz, you knew what that was about. Yeah. I mean, that's – I completely forgot that shoe came out. And it was forgotten so quick. 2015 was a, was a weird time, um, I guess – it's, it's like a, not just 2015, but like 14 through like 17. It's like a black hole of SB Dunks. There's so many of them. Um, here, here's another one. So I, I guess it's two of them. So um, Anonymous Skate Shop, I believe they are in Cincinnati. But uh, they did a two-pack, a high and a low, representing the Cincinnati Reds and Oakland A's from I think the 1990 World Series. Some baseball fans and a hate on me super hard, but I don't like <laughs> that. My bad. But the shoes came out in 2015. And I guess, like you were saying earlier, green and yellow isn't for everybody. But that shoe pops. And the Reds-inspired one pops super hard. 
Like those were two extremely good SB dunks that just released at the wrong time. Yeah. I mean, I think I can even push it back far. I think between 2013, possibly to 2017, just is not a good time because 2012, I remember the, was it the Petowski, Petoski? I can never say it right. So excuse me if I killed it, but I remember me and my buddy were in Austin during South by Southwest and, they didn't like they had like one size left in them, but they were such a dope shoe. And they started with the low and they redid it in a high. But anything anything after that was just meh. Like there's so many good ones that I wish I could have got for just under retail. Or just again, we all have those different stages of what we're buying. Like we can't we can't buy it all. So if I'm saving for one thing, I can't go buy if all this other stuff. And nothing kicks us in the ass like the shoes we didn't buy. All the time, man. All of it. But I mean it's just to go on a little tangent here, we talk about the power of storytelling and how much we love when storytelling is done right. And all these things center around storytelling. And if the line or the shoe or the vibe isn't popular, it doesn't matter what story you're telling. Like, it, it's not going to be – it's not going to be flying off the shelves. It's in a show about a Marshalls. Yeah. Um, you can see so, – and I guess that happens every year. Um, you can find Valentine's Day stuff in April. You can find Christmas stuff in February, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So it's like the inspiration, the stuff that's heavily inspired by something that might be a little offbeat. Let's say anything not Travis Scott right now to be funny. But like it calls for a certain person to want that product, to be, to be called to by that collaboration or, or by that inspiration. So when the vibe isn't there and people aren't looking for that story and aren't being called towards the product, you can find some heaters and power to those people who are now wreaking the benefits of buying all these 2014 to 2017 SB dunks that they got for 30 bucks and selling them for 300. I'm going to I sell them. The thing is, I don't think, I, I probably would have sold one or two of them before I got them. But typically, I like to keep them. Like those shoes, I was—I can't remember what I was listening to, but you made a good point that SB Dunks are actually one of the most well-made shoes. I don't see many dunks when people pull old ones out of the collection that are separating at the sole or like too discolored. Like they're typically wearable because they, like the person said I was listening to, they're made to take a beating. And, and fact, it's crazy. The fact that the air unit is internal and. There's no, I mean, what it comes down to, there's no external air unit, which makes shoes last longer just from the jump. And if you hold on to them, right, and you haven't skated them to death, like you said, they're going to hold up very well. Um, so here's one shoe that, that definitely held up well if you have a pair and you're a, a flat out gangster if you have a pair. You're actually a lightsaber wielding gangster. Ooh. I'm talking about the Jedi SB Dunks from 2004. Um <laughs> What else do we need to say? Green lightsaber is the best lightsaber color. Sorry, Obi-Wan, but uh, give me that Qui-Gon lightsaber any day. Makes Windu, son, purple. <laughs> I mean, I always thought that was weird. I'm like, <laughs> That's why he was just a weird guy. <laughs> it was cool, though. I mean, it's a, it's a dope lightsaber, but purple just never felt dope to me. Green, <laughs> the Jedi junk, it's another one of those shoes like we alluded to with the superheroes. You don't have to put freaking Star Wars, George Lucas, suck my butt. It's Star Wars. You're going to buy this on it. But <laughs> just the storytelling and just I almost need to Google what inspiration literally says in Webster because I feel like these are close to defining what inspiration is without directly referencing. Yeah, didn't they have another one in that pack as well? I mean, they had the lightsaber didn't it also have like a Tauntaun? It was a high, wasn't it? It's like the little animal that uh, Luke Skywalker rode on Hoth on Empire Strikes Back. You're welcome, yeah. nerd. <laughs> I am pretty damn sure there was something like that. I know a lot about SBs. I would say as an SB historian, I'm at like a 7.58 out of 10. I am definitely not elite when it comes to SB knowledge. But I think there was a second one. You're, you're on to something there. Um, I mean, we can keep going old school. So California Dunk, the original from 2004, mm -hmm. uh, another shoe that's been reimagined as a high top. Um, mm -hmm. You have stuff like the De La Soul from 2005. 
these are like the most popular dunks ever. But, you know, music inspiration, I mean, the Slayer dunks, I'm pretty sure those said Slayer on them. Yeah, the Iron Maidens. Uh, Iron Maiden. uh, I think I meant to say Iron Maiden, but I said Slayer. Ah, okay. <laughs> See, I mean, just like, you know, whatever it might be. But um, those have respectively the little California flag on them. And what De La Soul album is that? I don't even know what De La Soul album is. I, I wouldn't even lie to you. Uh, I'm not sure, but whatever it is, you look at it like, oh, if you're a De La Soul fan, you're going to know the album cover. Someone listening like, these two ain't hip hop. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Look, I knew what a tauntaun was. What do you want from me? <laughs> We're not perfect. <laughs> those shoes are just, were just so, and that's what made people keep falling in love after the Tiffany and after the Jeff Staple. Like it wasn't just, oh, these are two super dick. Um, oh my god, super. <laughs> they're not. I look up to both those people. Super dope. Um, super dope collabs, man, or super dope inspired shoes. Um, what have they done for us? You know, lately, like what do they keep doing? Um, and we kept doing it. In 03, let's take it back one year before the Cali, the Heineken dunk. Mm. Probably one of the more popular dunks in existence. All you have to have it is a green dunk with a little red star on the back, and you know the business. Like, what's better? This is rhetorical. I, I truly do think <laughs> there's something better than SBs when it comes to collabs. Um, just the way they do their business, man. Whether it's a collab, whether it's um, something they saw when they were whatever designer was watching movies the night before and you know, whatever it could be um, using influences external of footwear and external of sport. No, nobody's done it better than SB. It's yeah. And one, it's not even like a collaboration. I can't remember what year it came out, but the coffee dunk, dude, it is, looks like you're actually mixing. Like when you pour a coffee or a cream in a coffee where it like swirls, yeah. it's like the exact colorway. Like if you look oh. at it, it looks like okay. coffee. Man, that's such a dope shoe. Dude, it's so clean. I was just kind of like, man. I mean, that was definitely way before I, you know, I was really like into dunks. So I was like, man, I wish I would have known back then. It would have been hard to get, but still. I mean, so let's just keep food and drink on the table. So we have those. We have, uh, you know, the Heineken's. I'm pretty sure there, there was a Guinness dunk, too. The Newcastle dunk. Um, but there's a Tecate dunk from like 2012, um, maybe it was 2010. I think it was 20, 2011. Let's split the difference. But the Tecate high, mm-hmm. um, there was the Stussy Cherry dunk, yep. which is another all-time banger from 05. Um, Got cold pizza. This look like the uh, boil paper. Yep, cold pizzas. Man, those those is another one that just got, you know swept up in the tide and no one really heard about that it. That was definitely another one that you can find in one of those like outlet stores, just hanging around. Right. And then, you know, after you're done drinking, you're probably going to want to like sit down and smoke. So you have like all the weed shoes, you oh, know, the dog walkers, um, the shoe of all shoes, the skunk, which is actually a collaboration. Um, I'm going to sound like an idiot. So I forget who did the collab, but it's not just a skunk shoe. There's a, uh, I want to say it's a designer. I didn't or, know that. Yeah. Uh, I did research like two weeks ago on dunks and I already forgot, but I, I learned that. Um, what's more obvious than just like a fuzzy, um, this, um, suggestively green and purple shoe. I mean, you can even go further. Cheech and Chong, you can burn the shoe and it turns green. That was next on the list. That the, So the Cheech and Chong's from 2011. Um, I saw the perfect pair post a pair a couple days ago and that's that's top five for me man like tommy chong and cheech are like the stoner of stoners i I respect their game let's put it that way Uh, so the bandana you rip it and it's bandana underneath the white that's what it is okay i couldn't remember what i'm like what happens when you like rip it or burn it something yeah green i want to say friends and family turn green oh it's not okay not, not all of them that could just be fake news but i'm pretty sure they either do both or it's one or the other okay but you're onto something there um and i mean speaking of scratch away it's like the statue of liberty ducks there were those green and when you scratch them or you know properly skate them like you've been doing um they had that, that bronze you know 
I'm trying to think of science words. Oxidized. Oxidized. So it's, don't they start bronze and turn green, right? That's what happens. Yeah. To yeah. It's like, man, I definitely did not do hot in science and growing <laughs> up. <laughs> no, you scratch it and it turns green. It's like, damn, dude, that's like great storytelling. That's great inspiration. And with those, it's like if you're a New Yorker or you're, I don't know, really into like national treasures, you see that green and you think of the Statue of Liberty. But it's the opposite of obvious. It's super, super low key. Um, so here's one that is not obvious, um, not low key, super obvious, and it's another top five dunk for me. Mainly because there's cats involved. The money, <laughs> the money cat from the money cats, fucking gangster. I mean, I think of any good Chinese restaurant, they better have a money cat in the front. I'm just saying. I'm not. <laughs> I mean, I was looking through that one today. It was so crazy because we were actually in like a, we we're in Chinatown some clearly some months back, um, and then little money cats, and and I just thought about this shoot. I'm like, man, they nailed that right, like, hundred percent perfect. You know what would have been cool? Um, Ron Artest had panda shoes where it had like a panda head popping out the top, and then Jeremy Scott did a panda, and all the Jeremy Scotts are crazy. But what I'm getting to is. It would have been really cool if the money cats had the arm coming out of the side of it. Like the money oh, cat. Oh, yeah. It would have made no sense. It would not have been skatable. It would not have been cool. But it would have been really catchy and campy. And I'm all for those kinds of things. Um, I mean, speaking of campy, um, Mr. and Mrs. Pac-Man. Haven't heard those names in a while, have you? Dude, you took the words right out of my mouth because that was those are two that were – it was all about the color blocking and you say the names, you're like, mm-hmm, yep, that's it. Like no one's going to argue like, no, it doesn't look like that. hundred percent does. Um, as Frank Cook says, kid on the come up. Here's my kid on the come up moment in like 2011. I want to say I had the opportunity to buy the Miss Pac-Mans for like 325 right in that range. And I was in college and that's like all of my food money for like two months. So I was like, oh man, I can't buy those. And now it's like, oh dude, I would have bought those like, and like literally 10 minutes ago, if I had an opportunity to buy those. <laughs> right now I would have done it. Yeah. Right now I would have done it. Man, I got money now, but it's just like the, again, the shoes that you don't buy will haunt you. I think about those Miss Pac-Man's and they make me angry. Miss Pac-Man's supposed to make you happy. It's supposed to be fun. <laughs> They make me, dude. That's how I feel. I told you the one that just kept passing up in the, you know, early 2010s. I'm like, huh, that literally would have been like a hundred bucks on my pocket for three of those shoes, and now they're each in their own respective right worth two to three hundred plus. I mean, yeah. I mean, here's another shoe. I mean, video game inspired still. Um, the Eric Costin Chung Lee um, SB Dunk Low, the Royal Blue with the Chung Lee drawing on the insole. Those, another shoe I had a chance to get, you know, at resale, but it was like 200 bucks. It was like nothing. And those are legitimately a, like a real grail of mine. If you have a dead stock or a good pair of size 12 to 13 and either the Thai Temple costumes uh, yes. or the Chung Lees, bro, get at me. Like, I need those shoes. What are, Chung- what are they official, official, like Capcom uh, collaboration? They had to clear some kind of licensing because it was straight up a picture of Shang Li on the insole. Yeah. So, uh, was it um, Capcom? Yeah, Capcom. Yeah, something happened with Capcom. But um, speaking of the high top version, I had a chance to buy those. I think like two hundred fifty bucks. Didn't buy them. Mother, you know. <laughs> this is a therapy session for us. We're like, crap. <laughs> This is this angry venting at shoes I did not get. Um, speaking in the same kind of like cartoon comic book realm, the Dunk Little Skeletors from 2011. Those, dude, those are just pop. Just like the Pac-Mans, they pop. That teal on like the mud guards and everything with, with the purple. Dude, if I had, was I able to get a fresh pair now? No question. Uh, I mean, even if they're not fresh pairs at this point, you pretty much right? smell bad, <laughs> right? I mean, I mean, as long as they're not completely beat, it's it's, it's going to happen. 
Um, now here's a, a pair that you probably can only find beat. Um, rest in peace, Robin Williams, Mork and Mindy's. Mork and Mindy's. Uh, if you had Nick at Night growing up, or you're just an older listener, Mork and Mindy was just some bonker shit. Like Robin Williams, all the sounds he would make, the characters he would make, um, half the time made sense by not making sense. They were just so completely out there. It worked. And uh, Mork and Mindy is some of my favorite work. That bright red freaking jumpsuit with the silver. <laughs> this craziness. Well, staying in that Nick at Night category, I mean, we don't know what you know what his real life's about, but we know it was uh, Dr. Huxtable. It was a Cosby show was one of those shows you would watch all the time. And the Huxtable uh, dunk was a... Uh, was a dope looking, dope looking shoe. Took inspiration from those crazy sweaters he would wear. We can't talk about that, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> See, like Doctor Huxtable, he was a fake person. I don't know what this other man doing. Like, I, I can't, <laughs> I can't say I know what's up with him. I can't. That's, <laughs> I can't. that's something I, I cannot argue. It's like okay, Doctor Huxtable, wholesome. Bill Cosby is like this next shoe. Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger donks, man. Um, I believe they never released. That's just one of the shoes. It's like, well, fuck it. I mean, we're never going to get a pair. So like whether released in limited quantities or there was a gen- – it was never a general. Whether it was a no. super hyper dunk, I mean hyper strike, whatever it might be, um, those are the number one – SB dunk for me of all time. Just looking at it, they scare me. <laughs> well, I think they got slapped with a lawsuit, the same as the Heineken dunks, where they couldn't release because they didn't get clearance. That's why I asked about the uh, the Chung Lees because they were just kind of like the Wild West back then, man, just slinging designs everywhere. Didn't Concepts try to do a Gucci? Uh, <laughs> they to do a, a Gucci dunk. Sounds right. I, just, I can't remember, to be honest with you. Somebody help us out, listeners. Leave a comment with who did the Gucci dunk <laughs> that, that like kind of released, but then got pulled super fast. Um, mm-hmm. Something like that. Speaking of concepts, I mean, there's two. I mean, you can't leave without talking about two there their dunks, and one's going to be everything lobster, and then everything ugly sweater. I think both of those are executed so well every time they come out. Man, there's there's the Grail ones too. Those are dope. Like, oh yeah, uh, the Holy Grails, which sat in freaking stores. I remember the uh, it was the it was the dunk high with the uh, stained glass. The the dunk low that was the iridescent. Oh my god! Why didn't I buy those for dirt cheap? <laughs> right. I mean, that's a really difficult wear though. Like <laughs> mismatched tongues, all about it. Um, super bright, iridescent, silvery pink. Ooh, that's and. Um, in concept, that's a really good idea, and uh, and photos looking really good. But on foot, I just I couldn't do it. I mean, I wanted to wrap up on concepts also. I mean, so 08, 09, 2018, um, you know, you, you have the this, the uber uber rare ones like the the green and the yellow, which yellow didn't even re- release, but they exist on Earth. Um, purple, blue, green, red, yellow. Um, I want to say those are probably the most ambitious release of an SB dunk with inspiration because who the hell puts a rubber band on a shoe? Like a baller, a baller dude. Like that's such a weird and accurate um, accessory to put on a shoe. And who the f- I mean, it's like WTF. It's, it's when you think about it, it's a WTF moment. When you look at it, it's like, well, why is that there? And then you look at the shoe in depth and you see the kind of the lobster print. I don't look at lobsters up close very often, but I guess that's the print on a lobster. <laughs> if you're intimate with lobsters or <laughs> you're a chef and you see lobsters all the time, let us know if that's an accurate representation of lobster shell. But um, just crazy, man. <laughs> dope, but the lobsters are just like it, uh, they're head scratchers. Well, even the box, and like you got the like the special box that look like a cooler, 
and it came with it. You bought a lobster from the grocery store. It was just the whole, they took a full circle, man. It's, it's brilliance. Concepts is uh, definitely one of those places that does fine work, even with other brands. I'm pretty sure they have collabs with other. Oh yeah. They're pretty solid collabs. I mean, when it comes to new balance, Adidas, you know what they can, I've not seen one I just didn't like from concept. So shout out to them for just putting the time and effort to make everything just legit. Of all the shoes we've spoken about, what are three that you're taking? Me? Oh, three I'm taking are going to be the Skeletor. Uh, is going to be any of the any of the lobsters as dealer choice, and have a tough one because I want to say Jedi, but then I want to say Pigeon. Um, I'm gonna get crucified for this, but I think I'm gonna go Jedi over Pigeon just because I'm a big Star Wars fan. That's insane that you would still go what's the first shoe you picked it was so forgettable i forgot so <laughs> i went uh skeletor any yeah. of the uh lobsters and then probably jedi you're going skeletor of all the shoes we've spoken about yeah dude i really like that i'm dude i'm very big on colors and that you just I, I love the colors on that one that was like the first one i wrote down on the list we need a drug test on mike um <laughs> Because I'm going Freddy Krueger and two pairs of Tiffany's. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you have to get a third one. You took the easy way out. What's the third one? I'm gonna, I'm, I want one pair to wear and one pair to stare, just to stare at them. <laughs> um, if I can't double up, Freddy, Tiffany, and I have to say Money Cat. Money Cat, okay. Kitty, kitty, kitty. Anything with cats, I'm with it. Um, <laughs> I think they need to collaborate on just a cat shoe one day. Man, any brands out there, big or small, I will do a cat collaboration. My cat will be the inspiration. On. Be a beautiful shoe. Let's get an on runner shoe inspired by, by, by Tony. On Tony. She's so big to ride on my cat. But all right, you, you cool cats and kittens. Let's just, let's, <laughs> let's, let's, end let's end with the most played catchphrase on freaking earth. Um, that's, that's all we got tonight, man. Yeah. It's got Jordan talk, but a lot of SB talk. Listeners, what shoes inspire you? Let's flip that around so it makes sense. What um, inspirational, inspired, all the inspired words. Well, I don't know what I'm trying to say now. It's been a late day. I'm tired. Um, Which one y'all yeah. like? <laughs> what, um, what inspired SB dunks do you love? Which three would you pick? anything on the topic talk to us about it leave us a dm go go send mike some medicine to get his head checked out hey look man i got two very very like solid ones on top they got one i gotta be able to beat man see <laughs> i have to ask you a third time to what shoot was because it's so forgettable i forgot a third time oh, it's terrible terrible hate 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 that's all i see <laughs> international haters ball <laughs> there we go all right. Well, everybody, go follow Patreon. Go join Patreon. Go listen to our Patreon once you've joined. Go do that. Support us. Helps Nick a lot. Helps all of us. But do us a solid. Check out the website. We're renovating it. It looks damn good. Mm-hmm. For the work he's put in on that. Um, I'm Robbie. You can find me at Robbie702. I'm not going to spell it out this time. <laughs> Mike, where can they find you? Yeah, find me at MadWatcher789. Well, thanks, everybody. Um, Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting. And I hope y'all have a great day, night, evening, whenever time of the day you're listening to this. But have a good one. Yes, sir. Bye now. Bye. What up, y'all? This is Nick again. First, I wanted to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. It really means a lot that you would spend a part of your day rocking with us. Before you take off, I wanted to ask a few favors. If you're looking for more content from the Sneaker History crew, head over to patreon.com slash sneaker history. Our Patreon members get access to exclusive episodes of the podcast, our latest merch, giveaways, and much more. You can become a member for as little as five bucks a month, and it really goes a long way supporting the crew. Next, make sure you're signed up for our email newsletter. We share updates about the footwear business, some of our favorite finds and deals, and other sneaker-related news a couple times per week. I like to think of it as a one-stop shop for the sneaker game. 
or at least a work-in-progress one-stop shop for the sneaker game, if you know what I mean. Last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. Whether online or in person, social distancing in effect, of course, it helps make the sneaker community a better place, and you never know what conversation and opportunity might come from it. As always, we appreciate you, and we'll catch you next time. Peace. Hey, hey, Nick here again. Before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. Be sure to hop into our Discord to answer this episode's The Last Shot question and get to know our community of sneaker enthusiasts. If you'd like more insights on the trending topics in the sneaker world, I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com newsletter. And last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how far a simple compliment can take you, and we all know how good it feels to be on the receiving end of some appreciation. Thank you for all the support, and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.